Hey, normal people. Uh, I just wanted to give you all a warning that there were some recording issues with this episode. Uh, sadly, my limited audio editing skills weren't able to completely resolve them, so we're just going to put out the episode as is. Uh, regardless, I hope that you'll be able to get some enjoyment out of the episode, despite the technical problems. And as always, thanks for listening. Normal movie. Normal people. Normal people. Hey, everybody! Welcome to Normal Movies for Normal People, um, a film critique of superhero and comic book movies. The project that will never end. Um, I'm Jordan Austin, and I have two words for you: brush your teeth. Because <laughs> he's like she's like high on truth serum or something. Um, All right. I'm here with my own Jet Girls, um, <laughs> Butt Smear, a.k.a. Andrew Wallace. <laughs> it's not, right. I'm not wrong. No, no, not, not at all. And human being status, dot, 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 sort of, Alex Acosta. That's actually pretty good. Oh, thank God. Yeah, there's so much worse for this <laughs> movie. You can pull so many worse insults. Wieners. If, if, yeah, if you okay. have a wiener, like, it's going to be called small in this movie. That's pretty much the, uh, that's pretty yeah. much the thing. Yes. Uh, we're talking Tank Girl this week. Um, but before we get to that, um, I tweeted out about um, reactions to the terrible fucking Batman v Superman trailer. Spoiler, I just ruined what I thought of the trailer, but we'll talk about it a little bit before we get to this movie. Um, at Yes, Brendan asks us, um, did it seem old-fashioned to us? Sorry, the trailer like, or the the trailer for Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. This seem old fashioned. That was his question. Question one of three. I'm not sure I understand <laughs> what what he means by that. I mean, there's like trailer moments in it, which like, like the I thought she would be with you is like that's a trailer from like the 90s. Right I think there. that's what it means by old fashioned, and I think that that's actually pretty accurate in a lot of ways. I I I think old fashioned is is kind of a good way of summarizing it definitely was lame like <laughs> like in the old sort of yeah like 90s action movie lame okay yeah she's <laughs> like, not buying it all right I, I i see where you guys are coming from but i feel like um the way that the trailers show everything right like it beat by beat like broke down the movie for you that's yeah. kind of like a I, I guess that could be really old i think really old movie trailers kind of did that before they but I don't that, that seems so. like something that's coming back in, into vogue right that seems more like a modern thing to me that's more of a modern problem not like a fashion thing like that's oh no it's it's, it's a, a huge problem. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, most old trailers were like best described as like teasers by these standards right like they don't really say what the movie the main plot is no a lot of the times old trailers exactly that they would say they would like there would be a voiceover describing the plot of the movie and telling us who the character is yeah but they usually wouldn't describe plot of the third act which like no, let's face I, it we no, some of them would really yeah you I knew think, i think me and jordan are talking about like before our time though right no, i'm just like, thinking way like, back. like the trailer for fucking the nutty professor Tells you all three acts of the movie I'm in the trailer. You remember the trailer to the Naughty Professor? I sure as shit do. <laughs> it tells you the ti- all three acts of the movie are in the are in the trailer. So I think that's like an old fashioned sort of thing. Where it, it tells you exactly what to expect, which is what the Batman Superman trailer does. 
Right. Eddie Murphy's well, okay, in a fat then... suit in that. Is Eddie Murphy be Doomsday? In... No, no, apparently, according to you, Michael Shannon is Doomsday. Uh, yeah, it seems good. Um, I urge everybody to watch, uh, Alex sent it to us, but it's out there somewhere. Just watch the fixed version of that trailer. Here's oh, did you watch it's it, not, it's not. Yeah, oh yeah. It's not, not really fixed. Well, they cut out a lot of the insufferable parts and a lot of the reveals that would be best left in the film. Yep. Right. Yep. Oh, man. Which brings us to question number two. Did Jesse Eisenberg write the script? Which I say, <laughs> fuck off, Jesse Eisenberg. Your stupid New Yorker piece made me really angry. Um, and he sucks. Like, like he's like I was worried about Jesse Eisenberg being in this movie because he's, I find him grating and insufferable. And he's like, and then much like everything never else, liked him. Much like everything else in in Batman v Superman, he's amped up and doubled down to a degree of obtuseness I haven't seen since Teen Girl. Um, nice segue. Yeah, yeah, no, not yet. No, oh, um, wow. But the the point is, Jesse Eisenberg was awful. Um, I don't know whether he had any say in it from his angle, but clearly he was cast to be um, Zuckerberg, like to Zuckerberg this movie up. I, I, this, is, this is a lot more obnoxious than his portrayal of Mark Zuckerberg. It's more extroverted, but it's the same like knowing smirkiness that, that just fucking pisses the fuck out of me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Andrew's a real big <laughs> social network fan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I what's your huge fan of this Yeah, trailer. Andrew loved this trailer. No, it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> like, obviously. But, I, I mean, I don't see... I mean, it's just its own level of obnoxiousness. Well, like, I don't see it tied to... I mean, it. it's just, just absurd. It's incredible. Like, his, his energy is way over the top in terms of being, like, Lex Luthor. And it's so fucking on the nose to have him introducing a nobody reporter to Bruce Wayne and have a stupid story where he's like, oh, what a handshake you got there. Yeah. So you know, so you know what? I'm going... Brendan's right. Yeah, it's super old-fashioned. Like, it is lame as balls. Yeah, awful. Yes. <laughs> the uh, the I, um, I thought she was with you thing could have been verbatim from Batman and Robin, by the way. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's actually... Yes. Yeah. Um, I hate... This movie's got a robo-voice. I, I was about to say, I, I yeah. hate the robo-voice. Um, we just save ourselves some time and money and not see the movie. Well, that's his next question. How will it do at the box office? Fine. It'll yeah, do probably. just fine. Like, Man of Steel <laughs> it has nothing, yeah. it, it had very middling yeah. reviews. It has nothing to worry about. Even if this movie hits like 14% on Rotten Tomatoes, it'll still make some money. The real question now, because I don't think the trailer would have revealed it. Or well, it's revealed really everything will. else. No, it hasn't revealed how many, like, DC tie-ins there are going to be. Like, could we, do you guys want to do, like, just guesses right now? Well, I hear that Cyborg and, uh, uh the, who's, is, is it the Flash? Or? Cyborg, the Flash, and Aquaman? I, I know Aquaman. I know Cyborg and Aquaman are in it. In oh, addition okay. to Wonder Woman, who's in the trailer. Yes. Who they cut out of the, um... The, the the fixed version because it would be way more awesome and surprising to not know that scene was going to happen. Though I groan at that fucking lean. Yeah. Oh my god. As we said in the Man of Steel uh, episode, they've given the reins of this universe to the person who should least be in charge. So, Especially yeah. for those characters. Yeah. So yeah. um, and it's already showing that it's playing like weird reverse catch up to the Christopher Nolan Batman movies and. Um, and it's grimness. Only in, like, yeah, like, actual, and how washed out it is. Like, that's it. 
Like, yeah, certainly you, not in terms I guess of content. If you asked Zack Snyder, like, what was the thing that made those movies successful? It was like a, like, <laughs> a lack of a color palette. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Before we tank girl, I have a Batman v Superman question. Please. Oh. Uh, based on this trailer, though, would you be w- willing to see the like? Assuredly on the way Batman movie, Ben Affleck. Like, I, yeah, I there's like five on the way, I'm sure. But. I, I don't think Ben Affleck uh, is the problem. Yeah. Um, so Actually, I, I would was, see a I was Batman. I watching that trailer, movie. like, I want to see Batman, though. I hate the Batman bubble voice. Like, it's somehow even worse than the Christian Bale voice. Everybody keeps saying it's a dream sequence. I don't. Think I guess that's that's something they said in like an interview or something. Oh, where? Oh, that's like his sequence. robo voice is a dream sequence, or yeah, like that robot bat suit. But I'm not sure. It could be like a kryptonite fight, like an anti-Superman bat suit. Like I would get. That. I, I am going to like robo voice. Guarantee it now. The like teaser moment for that trailer of like Superman's armed <laughs> minion and then him ripping off Bruce Wayne, like Batman's mask. It's going to be that's going to be a dream. That's sequence. a dream. Like hundred <sighs> percent. That's another thing that shouldn't have been in the trailer. Nope. nope. Just Not at all. Get that shit out of here. Yeah, this movie may have had something going for it with, like, some element of surprise left in it. Actually, you know what? For The Dark Knight, did was Heath Ledger's Joker shown before that movie came out? Yeah, you you, you didn't you, really see him. You, you heard, heard his him. voice. Yes. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of mystery yes. in that. You didn't see promotion. Like, the trailer didn't show you Aaron Eckhart as Two-Face. It's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> point is, yeah, yeah, our chat already beat it. Beat us to it. Just stop watching trailers for these movies. Oh, like you're, you're, this... you're better off for it. Yeah, Alexis on fire yeah, is 100 yeah, yeah. right. But um, the 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 problem is that the trailers are like I don't have I, I have ad block on on everything, and I have TV. So I like, and I still see these trailers, <laughs> and I hate trailers. Often I'll arrive just I have it down to a science. Like I can arrive at a theater. 20 minutes after the movie starts, technically. Yes, yeah. Uh, and, and I would still be able to slide in there um, right before the movie starts because trailers are fucking awful and I don't want to watch them. Having said that, The Force Awakens has a good trailer and don't you think it's exciting that that movie opens in like a week and a half and I don't know anything about it? Yeah, that's... Yeah. J.J. Abrams knows how to make a trailer. Yeah, and he, like, 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 there's something to be said about maintaining some degree of subtlety and mystery. Yeah. I mean, he didn't. He, he produced that, but yeah, that said, like you, people really didn't know anything about that movie until it came out. Remember the days of like, like actors not being able to remove the script from the fucking like, like everybody has their name on the script, so if it leaks, they know exactly who's to blame for it. Yes, just <laughs> keep some intrigue for these movies. But I guess they, they, it's it's a level. Usually, the intrigue you does you know. Helps the movie Ugh. in many ways. It's a, it's just a new manifestation of contempt for the audience. The idea that like no one will go in unless they know for sure. Don't let the terrible title fool you. Batman and Superman are going to be reluctantly friends. They're going to fight something else. They're not actually going to kill each other. They're not going to kill each other. They're, they're going to be fine. They're both going to make it to the end. Don't worry. Like, come on. <laughs> any, any final Anyways. thoughts on that before we move on to... Uh, the exact opposite of Batman v Superman. We're fucking going for yeah, it. We're, yeah, yeah, I got nothing. Okay, so uh, our movie today is Tank Girl. And uh, much like the Dark Knight himself, uh, I did a bunch of research 
before this episode. So uh, do you guys want me to set the stage a little bit before we get into the, the discussion? Please, Please do, because uh, we, we, there's so many questions yeah. I have. Okay, so if you don't set the stage, where will we do our musical number? That yeah. is excellent. No, correct. The answer to your question is anywhere and at any time. Okay. <laughs> okay, so Tank Girl got its start in a British magazine called Deadline that folded in the mid nineties. Um, uh, it was cr- uh, co- much like this movie. That's yeah. super funny. Uh, you should you should do the the research. <laughs> um, because my research is super dry. Um, it was co-created by a guy named Jamie Hewlett who years later would help create the underground, uh, not, there's no sort of underground, but the, uh, the band gorillas. Really? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, oh. which is way more enjoyable than this film. <laughs> so listen to any of their music. Um, so I read some of the comic from like the first issue. It was kind of hard to find what was officially the, like the first issue. Cause it was released very sporadically at the beginning. But, um, I did read a bit of it and it's what you might call, uh, a rhythmic, which is something that you could say about this movie as well. Um, and, and it's definitely an example of, of, I guess, what you could call like comics with an X. So that's these underground, independent, often like self-published and very creator-driven um, pieces of content. Um, it's a zine, yes. It, well, the zines is how they were, <laughs> like, they would be distributed like that. Like comics in general were, were and are rooted in a very firm focus on sort of deviancy and a counterculture tone. So um, with something like Tank Girl, um, it would manifest itself with flaunting what what would be conventional culture. Um, So you get a bunch of characters who are actively running against societal expectations and there's rebelliousness to both the format and the plot. So yeah, uh, this is a movie with, uh, dare I say it, Tood. Right? It's got <laughs> yeah. lots of tude. But um, in the comic books themselves, um, the, the format itself can be exaggerated. Um, they'll play with, yeah, with, with basic narrative structure or the visuals. Um, and and the, the universes that these, that these underground comics often demonstrate um, are, may, are very frequently grotesque, um, provocative. They, they're violent. They're violent. Yeah, they're they're fixated on liberal use of violence, profanity, nudity, and pretty much anything that could challenge the notion of what people would call good taste broadly. Um, which is a big part of the '90s, really. Well, yeah, yeah. And even earlier in the decades earlier, it's it's definitely it's still happening. That it's definitely a pre-internet phenomenon. Um, with the idea that that you would have to be, like complete control over your IP. Yeah, stuff like this was a lot more of a novelty than well, yeah, it yeah. is today. Yeah. And, and it had to do with, with barrier of entry. Like you could, by, by creating and, and finding a way to distribute your own material, you could maintain control over it and, and use it to say whatever the hell you want. Um, so what makes Tank Girl, I feel, as a movie worthwhile for us is that for the first time in the entire show, um, we are seeing a film that does not want to be normal. Uh, so what I mean by that is that we, when we talk about the comic book as a form and further the, the comic book movie, um, we usually talk about something that's been so mechanically distilled and saturated, um, much like we were just saying about Batman v Superman, that it, it appeals to the broadest audience possible, even at the expense of maintaining any 
mystery or intrigue. Yeah, and we're usually pointing out the sort of failure of a lot of these movies that are attempting to be as wide appealing as they are, but still include just utterly bizarre moments. But right. this has, like, there's no, yeah, <laughs> there's no pretense to this. Like, That's, this, is, this yeah. is an abnormal movie. Yes. Um, but it's, it's, it's neat because even some of the better movies we've looked at, like Captain America, um, could be criticized as functioning as sort of part of a very cold and cynical machine. That, like, it's a cog in a larger product um it's there to, to to get us on its way it's there to get our yeah. buttons and seats and pop exactly and exactly yeah, um but tank girl is neat because it has it clearly has zero interest in being mainstream or accessible it's got no aspirations to be a franchise it's got no aspirations to be coherent yeah. it's this is a movie that simply is doing whatever the fuck it wants and so in that way would could we say that it's like one of the most faithful adaptations that we've seen? I couldn't even tell you. I could. I can't answer that question because I don't understand the comic or the film enough to make a coherent comparison. Well, that's probably pretty faithful. I'm just going to be honest with you. I've, I've had been like exposed to both. Some of the characters are the same. But, like, it's hard to, to compare, like, like, two different drugs like maybe they're, they're from the <laughs> so same like, family. So like the comics are shrooms and the movie is LSD. I guess. Or, they're, or like one's bath salts. Like I don't really know. <laughs> yeah, I think LSD is probably like not hard enough for this movie. Well, yeah. it's like it's, here's the thing. Like if 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 you so if you suck up two people and one of them was on LSD and the other was on mushrooms and they were both wearing Batman costumes, you could say there's a couple Batman. Like, there's a couple people dressed like, like Batman, but beyond that, you wouldn't know what their bodies are actually doing. Like, <laughs> well, you just have to watch for the stumbling. Exactly. They yeah. look the same in a lot of ways. Like, like, like it, visually, I feel like it was, it's pretty good yeah. um, to the comic, but, but I can't tell you if, <laughs> like, like, I didn't understand like, the material. the tones and the motifs of the comic. Exactly. Like, this isn't American Splendor. <laughs> Like where you where you can really Paul Giamatti yeah. is yeah Tank Girl because yeah. that's like an underground <laughs> comic that made like became a really neat and interesting movie that like you know, when you look back at the comics you see the connection and there's like spiritual romance like the, these things are really linked yeah like mm-hmm. in this is just yeah, yeah it's it's just comparing two different forms of crazy <laughs> so yeah. like like I, I don't I don't know but like. Here's the thing about Tank Girls is that obviously, like, here's a quick poll. I'll, I'll, I'll ask, how much money do you think Tank Girl made? <sighs> just give, don't no give me a specific number. Just give me an answer with a word. Oh, none. <laughs> the correct answer is none, none or zero. Like, zero. this movie did not, I think it made like $8 million against a $25 million budget without That's ads. a miracle. <laughs> like, $8 <laughs> million dollars is, it, like, that is insane. Um, that's the point at which you can't be like, maybe there was like a typo or maybe a bunch of people accidentally got the wrong ticket or something like it. <laughs> yeah. Like the, apparently the, the shoot was a disaster and, um, the director said that she lost final cut. Um, so the final product is botched. It's supposed to be a lot more provocative and controversial. 
I kind of, I, I don't really know how that would have happened. I guess we would have had even. Do you think less. it's like a Josh Trank situation? Like it's just the same. <laughs> Just saving face, but like, no, no, I have no, no doubt he's telling the truth. But I just there's no there's no reasonable or coherent movie, at, like on the like that's on like the the editing room floor. But again, it's like telling it's like telling a naked lunatic. It's, it's like penalizing them for not wearing a tuxedo. Yeah, yeah. who's like they don't want to. Yeah, yes. they don't want to wear a tuxedo. That's why they're naked. Yeah, yeah, like like yeah, it's like criticizing a nudist for not wearing like a hat. Like they're not going to wear a hat. <laughs> <laughs> um, this movie's never going to allow itself to be pigeonholed, and it's not like it's, it's just like it's just trying to get into an. Well, pigeonholing is brought in in like the second comic. That's probably Curl. true. <laughs> yeah, but again, it's, it's like trying to have an argument with someone who's who's like, like on internet comments or something. Like they're not going to like it's not going to be a reciprocal conversation because Tank Girl, the character, and the movie is like troll tastic. Yes, like it doesn't abide yeah. by any laws. So, so, like, I guess that just brings us to—I don't know. Maybe this question should be yeah. asked later in the show. But what do you think of this? Like, like, do you prefer something that is as sort of off the wall as this is, or, or something that is, you know, we've seen a lot of movies that are, you know, also really poorly made, but are just like, like wrote. Like, what? What would? You, where? Would, where do you put this? Yeah. Um. I would say that the huge problem this back to the fact that I was did research on this shit beforehand. Liking stuff academically and, and doing like work and reading up on it as a concept is a fuck ton easier than actually sitting down and going like going at it. Like yes. <laughs> when you get to a point where you have to put your money where your mouth is, uh, and when you do that, you you get exposed to this level of of aggressive strangeness and and like bewilderment. It's yeah. a lot easier, like, get and respect what you were saying as an idea, and, and conceptually, I think that I would rather have something like this, but in, in execution, it's, it's very hard to watch. It's it's borderline unwatchable. Yeah, that's, you're, he's not exaggerating. Alex, you've got to pipe up. Where do you, where do you sit in on this? I'm, um, it's, I don't know if I can say borderline watchable, but I feel like I, 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 well, maybe because I I don't know if you can even like watch the movie. It just kind of washed over me. <laughs> and like, you're a resident movie watcher. Okay. Like you're, okay. you're responsible for telling us what happened. I am a resident movie watcher. Usually, usually, if you guys are wrong on some obscure plot point, or you're like, I don't understand why the girl in the clock tower. I'm like, well, obviously <laughs> she yeah. was ringing the bell. Dingus. Yeah. Um, I could not follow this movie. I have no idea why. Most of the actions that were undertaken happened. I, I don't know anyone's motivation. I don't know anybody's plan. I don't know anybody's, like, uh, you know, hopes and dreams. Like, I, I got an idea of some characters' musical tastes. Uh, not much beyond that. This movie barely happens. Yep. You're not So, wrong. yeah, is it unwatchable? Maybe in the sense that there's nothing to watch. And I sound like I'm being really harsh. Like, it's not a... I'd much rather not watch this or, you know have this movie I, i'd rather have this movie wash over me and like try to watch it than actually watch some of the lower stuff on our list like agreed yeah well we made like throughout this entire movie we made jokes about how this could be a movie that was like playing in a loud bar or club <laughs> or this could be something that was like part of like a weird dj show and you get the same understanding of what's going on right 
that as right. we did. It could be one of those like nonsense music videos too, like just like some punk song, and it just has a music video about like a you know a group with a tank, yeah. and just like does shit, and then kangaroos show up. It's, yeah. it's a it's a fever dream. Like it's something that like in an yeah. intense like in the intense moment of like you almost losing your mind. Like this makes sense, and then you wake up, and then you're like, "What? What happened?" Yeah, I, I think that um, I would agree with the with the um, with with your bar thing. Like I, we're all on on that part, but and and that sort of speaks to the biggest problem that I have with this movie is its sheer inability to justify its own existence. Um, it's an as a narr- like I'm not talking about it being a fractured in like borderline untenable narrative. I'm talking about the fact that um. As a feature film, it serves no purpose. Um, it would be far better. It, it's a live action film that's frequently and obnoxiously interrupted by, by still shots of comic books, which I can only assume because there are f- like very few moments where they have like animated interludes. Which the animated which interludes are, great, are yeah. probably some of the best parts of the movie, without a doubt. I have a feeling the like. Still shitty motion comic stuff is just them saving money. Like, I bet you they had plans for all of those to be animated interludes at some point. I, I wouldn't know. Yes. Um, but yeah. just, so so yeah. those aren't the He's only eludes that were done in this movie, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, like I, again, I, I think that, that it can't... It doesn't seem to to know why it's even a film. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know how it got made at all. I don't know who would ever give, like, $25 million to make this in the 90s. Um, but it should have just been a series of animated shorts. Yeah. It should have been, like, like half the length of the complete run of Aeon Flux. <laughs> and then maybe they would have adapted it into a movie yeah. based on the cartoons. Charlie's there. Yeah. The tank girl. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's... Actually, I had some thoughts Go. on that exact point almost because of those stills. Um, I feel like they use those animated pieces. Like, whenever there's a scene change, you get a little, like, cartoon doodle that t- tells you, like, where you are, right? Instead of saying, like, you know, water and power, 0800 hours, uh, you just get that cartoon thing. I feel like they're like, oh, it's like a comic book. We should do some comic booky stuff. But. The director, maybe the cinematographer, you guys know movies better than me, doesn't take any lengths to make this feel like a comic book in the actual live action parts. Well, it was my impression. It doesn't at all feel like it's framed or styled like a comic panel might be. Yeah, we need to get uh, uh, we need to get um, uh, fucking M Night on that to yeah. uh, to give us some good framing. Oh, right, we, uh, we talked about that for Unbreakable, didn't we? Yeah. Well. I, yeah. You brought it up, Acosta, the idea that there, there's a lot of times where those interludes are just, like, really unimaginative and, like, stills from the comic that, that are just, like, storyboards of the exact scene in, <laughs> that we're watching. Like, there's nothing added from it. It's like, yeah, no, I was just seeing that in live action, like, seconds ago. Like, yeah, and there's some parts where there's... Uh, I, I said that they used them to, like, introduce a scene. There's some parts where it's, like, in the middle of the scene, and it will just be, like... I, I can't even... I don't remember any examples if this... Again, this movie barely happened, but, um... It, it'd be like if you were, like, like, filming a cooking show with, like, an animated intro, but then, like, they were like, okay, and now we're going to chop, like, dice all these vegetables, and it just, like, did a whole bunch of, like, 
animated parts of them dicing and you're like why is this part a cartoon yeah but the rest of the cooking isn't right like it's, it's just random little action Watch, like, like animated cartoon. like green and red peppers exploding into like cubes and it's like <laughs> yeah and that's how you make an omelet and it's yeah, yeah. Actually, that sounds way cooler than this movie yeah, yeah no no <laughs> yeah, this, i regret this, this normal example. cooking for normal people will be on the video show on youtube soon if, enough if yeah. this was uh, if this was like that as a cooking show it would be like chef Buck and Bobby Flay would grab a tomato and about he would be about to chop it with a knife, and then it would show you a still photo of him about to chop a tomato with a knife, and you're just like, I already saw But like, that. it would be a, a still photo of him that. like in that set, like a still photo of like Bobby Flay from like four years ago, also about to cut a tomato. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's not quite right. Yeah, it's not not quite right for sure. And yeah. again, like uh, Alice was not wrong when he said we don't know. Who Tank Girl is or what he's doing? Her name's all. Rebecca. Her name's Rebecca. Uh, she, she drives a tank. Rebecca. She's anarchic. Well, the, the, there is no order in the world. So. There's Water and Power, edited by Malcolm McDowell, who's just not in the movie for most of it. Yeah, right? it, it like he just it, disappears. He yeah, because he's replaced by, and I'm not shitting you here, uh, a horribly grotesque group of kangaroo men headed by uh, rapper Ice T. Yes. I wouldn't think he's the head. He wouldn't say he's the head. He, oh, he's, he, he's, he's, he is the first amongst equals of the kangaroo I'd say he's the alpha kangaroo. Yes. Okay. Whatever caste society a kangaroo group has, like, he is the head of it. Yeah. But, like, we got, we were describing, we were just, like, talking about what had just happened because that's what we do when we all get lost with a movie. And one of us was just like, so, Ice-T is the kangaroo who just gave the orders to whatever, and then we... we we had like, that moment where we were like, like, what the fuck? What did I just say? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody had a stroke. Yeah. What happened? They just lost their minds. Yeah. How would you say, Andrew, the kangaroo makeup looks in this movie? Fantastic. Excellent. Yes. Alex, would you agree with Andrew? Or uh... Of course. I've never seen better <laughs> kangaroo mutant makeup in a movie. So far in the show. Uh, no, in my life, in my life, That's no bold. kangaroo mutant makeup has matched up to this. 1995, what a year to be wow. alive. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's grotesque. So Tank Girl and her sidekick, Naomi Watts. Uh, <laughs> it's Jet Girl, come on. Jet Girl. Um, Jet Girl. Owned around from set piece to set piece, often with music. Uh, trying to save some people, sort of. Uh, and they they just don't sort do of, the only bounding in the movie. Oh, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of kangaroos bounding yes. vertically, but they don't even get the golden pounds because certain uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. Really, yeah. uh, really hopped into our hearts. Um, but yeah, it, like the kangaroo men show up like 55 minutes into the movie, and we were just talking about how like that would be the moment where uh, if anybody was on yeah. the fence, like that's where you, you just, leave the theater. You get the. F- Fuck out. Yeah. It'd be like if you were sober and tried to think, like thought this was a movie about tank warfare and we're just waiting for them to, to oh, you know. If, okay, no, no. We're, we're talking about somebody who like considers themselves like somebody who likes to watch stranger movies. Yeah. Like that's the person who'd be on the fence. Anybody who mistakenly thought this was a movie about tank warfare was gone five minutes in. Uh, I, you, you don't think they want to see a, a woman riding like a yak or whatever the hell she's riding at the beginning? Well, I oh, mean, yeah, I forget about that. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. Oh god, <laughs> he's like stumped. Like I could see his face. He's just like <laughs> he's just, like he doesn't know whether he's coming or going. Um, oh, I would say that this is like 
this is one of the first films that we've watched outside of the spirit, which is what I would call just something that's run amok. Yeah. Like, it's, okay, it's, but that, uh, that said, I would, I, I am much, ha- I feel, I feel like it was better for us to have seen this than the spirit. Like, I sure. feel like I got a lot more close. out of watching this than the spirit. This movie's not good, but it's, it doesn't, it doesn't make me hate myself. At, at least it is. Like unique, and it's anchored by a very strong lead performance by Larry Petty, who does yeah. a commendable, like like beyond respectable job with this material. Like she is never phoning it in; she's totally <laughs> convincing as a very difficult character with no core to her. Yes, yeah, hundred um, percent. If yeah, if this was like you know, she's if, like, it was, if it was a worse central performance, like it wouldn't have been able to stand. Like it wouldn't; it would have died like immediately. Yeah, this could have been like a Son of the Mask situation oh, where yeah. we would have like genuinely Ouch. wondered if we needed to finish this movie. She's she's like like she's definitely like the the heart of this. Like she's like the, the pulse of this film. It would not like like it can't work without her. So she's fantastic. It's actually probably one of the best like lead performances we've seen. Not in one of the best movies. Yeah, but it's like in terms of simply <laughs> or for the best character or for the best character. Yeah. But, it's, but in terms of like sheer. Yeah, that said, like it, Tank Girl, like it was a character that you like enjoyed watching and like was yeah energetic. But, she, but, but like no chord work. Like she's just like a manic sprite. Yes. Um. Like, but but it's 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 like it's it's, it's up there with something like. Like Jim Carrey is the mask. It's just something that who's just like it's got a dedication that is yeah yeah. full tilt strange and full tilt like like crazy energy yeah and full blown obnoxious yeah Yeah. you're watching an energetic actor put everything they have into it yeah yeah so this is this movie is probably the most would you I'll ask you this like like, I'd say this movie from all the movies that we watched so far is most like like the mask it's a it's like a little dark it's vulgar it like it doesn't really know what its audience is. Um, do you, do you it it is, but it's it also like the math had a plot, like it's true. <laughs> like a plot <laughs> and a character bankers. with motivations, and like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Stanley like Ipkiss was like a a person at one point <laughs> in the movie. I love the mask. Yeah, uh, you yeah we know you do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, yes. Fuck the mid nineties were a weird time for comic book movies. It was just a weird time, just in general. Yeah. Now we're all reminiscing yeah. that moment of pause oh, as well, oh, like man. the nineties. Right? Yeah. Where's but, my Tamagotchi? Um Whoa. Like again, I want to I, I wanna say that um I am gonna applaud this movie's insane defiance. Yeah, this is gonna be a sure. really hard one to rank. We're all gonna like we're this is, like I feel like we're all gonna lowball this quite a bit, but like this movie gets some very like backhanded praise for me. I'd rather I'd praise this movie over a lot of sort of the other just actively awful and you know unoriginal movies. That yeah, we've seen. like this movie might be lower than movies that I that I like less. If that makes sense. No, I totally get you because uh, unlike a lot of our movies, this movie isn't boring. It's hard to swallow uh, it's, at it's, times. It's not boring, I mean, but it's something that you can't. You, it's hard to connect boring, with and easy to be distracted from because you can't follow it. Like, it's, you yes. find yourself looking at your watch or, like, wanting to watch something else, but just for 
entirely different reasons than just like you know sheer boredom. But the running time is merciful. Yeah. Even yeah, then, like even then, I I don't know. I was still back in the <laughs> runtime occasionally. Like it was it during like the kangaroo dance sequence. Oh uh, yeah, I was right about that. Yeah, okay. no. I was gonna say if it wasn't for the kangaroos, this movie would definitely be like a middling average movie on my list. I swear, just because it's not boring and it's not like completely offensively awful but then as soon as they show up it is just like he's still like as like, much as we have commended like, yeah. originality like it's still like if you if you try to judge a movie from in terms of like how well it conveys a story or a message or just like anything like a character it, arc yeah like there's there's nothing here like it's just as you said like a manic sprite running around a weird desert world Occasionally with no with kangaroos. Yeah. yeah, with no rhyme or reason. There's nothing there's nothing to connect to as an audience. Yeah, yeah there's no it's, other than Laurie yeah. Petty, who's like but as a as a performer as as a character. But like you it, it's it's sort of like it's a it's a clownish performance, right? Like it's oh, yeah, it, that's like totally that's all right. all it really is, is you're just watching, you know, va energy bounce around on the screen. <laughs> yeah, but like we gotta you know, before you actually move on to the game, like it 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 bears knowing like that this this movie really had no chance to succeed. Like, I don't agree that it should have been a movie to begin with, but even at the height of 90s counterculture, um, it couldn't have possibly found an audience in its initial release. I'm amazed it found an audience that could, you know, an audience of 800,000 people. Yeah, well, it's, it's got, and now it's got, um, it's got like a cult following now. I mean, that, that makes that sense. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing, like, I'm going to just outline some shit. Like, uh, what I could say is is three major strikes against the film before it ever released. You guys want to hear it? So, um, strike number one is that it was a female-led movie with a female director without a major movie star headlining it. It's tragic, but true strike yes, it's at an that abs- time. Like, it's yeah, still a huge strike. It's still a giant, you know, a giant issue. Uh, number two is that oh, it's... Uh, you got the Hunger Games, man. You got... Some yeah, but that's not directed by a woman it's, it's with a woman. No, no, it is not. Um, yep. So strike number two is that it was based on a franchise nobody had heard of, especially in the West. Like you had, you would have had to be really. And, and, I mean, I think America. the UK counts. Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah, I was gonna say. I meant I west of the UK. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, way, obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. West. Um, everything's west of somewhere. Uh, and strike number three is that um, it was simply impossible to tell anybody what the fuck it was so the genre and subject matter are are not coherent to nail down and you couldn't you couldn't advertise it you couldn't promote it you could not convince people to go and see this yeah i mean as much as i'm sure this comes up a lot especially with um sort of superhero movies or movies that sort of appeal to like sci-fi audience where people tend to blame marketers for not doing a movie justice. Yeah. But this is one of the few movies where I have a lot of sympathy for the people who were tasked with marketing this movie. Like I kind of want to go watch a trailer for it. <laughs> I, I, I want to see whatever they came up with, like <laughs> any promotional material they would try to muster. Like what angle do you try to approach this movie at yeah. to get people to see it who don't know what it's about? And critics had zero time for it. it like they did not, they were not into it. It's got like a 38 on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, yeah, that's, I, I mean, as much as we praise some of the like main performances and, you know, just the, commitment of this movie like yeah i can't really 
can't really blame anyone yeah. for can't blame anyone for that rating. Um, you know, not not mad that I saw it. You guys mad that you saw it? I'm not. Andrew might be. No, no, actually, like not even close. Uh, I'm. Wow. I think this was. Especially considering just like the the context of this project and the types of movies that we see, I would go out on a limb and say that like I'd rather know like in hindsight I'd rather watch this than like Jumper for instance for fucking sure <laughs> like <laughs> I get way I got way more out of this than I did watching like just a boring ass fucking action yeah, movie. yeah 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 so it's a refreshing. Yeah. Um, drink that has a horrifying aftertaste or even current taste when it goes in yeah. your mouth. Yeah, it's like something. It's yeah, exactly. It's like an appetizer that like tastes strange, but there's still like a lot of other like you know really comfortable good food. And then you, you throw up afterwards. Yes, you, you, you vomit immediately. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. As soon as you get to the kangaroos. Yeah, yeah it's made from real kangaroo. Real, yeah. yeah, kangaroo meat is not great. Yeah. Uh, uh, here's here's a question I have. Yo, um, just about the general interpretation of this movie. So yeah, we all aren't mad that we saw it, I guess. And it seems like I don't know. Would you watch it again or hell no? Um, hell no. Okay, now Never. okay. So here's no. my question. Uh, what, what if you were like going out, like going steady with a girl? Let's say like three months in, and you find out she's a big like cult fan of Ooh. Tank Girl. She like wants to go see it in the theater. I, I how just, do you handle that? That's a good, good question, but just because of my own background and how much weird shit I'm exposed to, just like in every aspect, and have been for so many years, I would not have a problem with it. Um, I yeah, asked, you know, like, yeah, you, you, would you watch it with her? Well, I, I, I actually asked um, my, my my lady friend if she had seen Tank Girl, and uh, she said that she had, but she didn't remember any of it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and she was just like... <laughs> yeah, I, I think I made so certain strange. guesses about what was going on when she saw that movie. Yeah. Just maybe... Uh, I don't know. It's just fucking... Yeah. Like, like, I don't know whether this yeah. is... Uh, this is under Do you the like drugs? You might like Tank Girl at the same time. Hey. Just saying. It's a Netflix recommendation. Yeah, you watch yeah. Tank Girl and it's like... Yeah. It's you like, might like... You, you might like, yes, exactly. Here are some like links to Silk Road auctions. Any drugs? Silk yeah. Road auctions. Boo. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't know whether she was, you know, sober when watching this. She, she could have been. Stop kidding yourself. Yeah. Stop you. <laughs> stop kidding yourself. Yeah. How dare you? Maybe she saw it in like '95. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Fuck I, off. I mean, in fairness, I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember anything about Ted yeah, Girls in say. 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, you you back off? Yeah. Ruining my household with your <laughs> with your allegations. Allegations. Rumor monger. Yeah. Uh, so descent. You're the real Malcolm McDowell fucking <laughs> watered power tyrant. Well, I guess I should just leave this show then for the remainder of it. But, well, then yeah. I, yeah, yeah, um, yeah we'll get a I'll come back in like the last five no, minutes. No, it's, it's or not like I would actually way rather talk to somebody about this movie and then talk to them about Rocky Horror, but that's just my own personal taste. Or talk to them about something extremely campy like John Waters or something. I'd rather watch Rocky um, Horror. Fuck off. This. Yeah. Really? Yeah, 100%. Just because Rocky Horror is like a functional music. Like, like it has good music and good performances. Yeah, that's and pretty much it. Has a rabid, like, widespread fan base and helped launch several successful careers. Doesn't mean that it's any better than Tank Girl. <laughs> <laughs> it's got well, plenty yeah. of, uh, the Tank Girl's got plenty of, uh, 
Tank Girls is more kangaroos, pound for pound, than any of them. I, that we I would say pounds pound for pound. Pounds for pound. Pounds yes. Pound. Oh, there we go. Okay. Well, it held it. Uh, we're, any other points about this, or shall we all forget about it? You haven't already. I already forgot. Yeah. Okay. What, what happened? Which brings us to our um, our very special most normal moment, uh, where I challenged my co-host to literally come up with a moment where something not fucking weird happens in this movie, and I will go first. Okay? <laughs> all right. All right. Um, at the end, when Tank Girl is fighting Malcolm McDowell, and he plays back the recording that he's made of her, uh, Tank Girl's like, "Motherfucker, Jet Girl, Naomi Watts is totally a traitor," and then. Um, uh, I was like, no, I planted a tracking device on you in the first act, and that's how I've been able to hear everything you're saying. You're the tracking device. You're the traitor shit. And she's like, oh, all right. So there we go. Functional reveal paid off from the first act to the third act. Normal moment. Oh, God. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's good. Yeah, yeah. That's smart. Yeah. Uh, I, I think... I was. Oh, yeah. I was. I was just going to say there is a moment in that movie where where the kangaroos sit down for a functional meal together. That's true. Yep, that's true. That happens. There's my most. I mean, there's still kangaroos. It's kind of like a weird scenario, though. It's still pretty odd, dude. Uh, Bunch of kangaroos, and and I I think we all know what happens at that dinner. Oh, (laughs) we'll just yeah. (laughs) But I guess you're saying that they they do eat food. They eat food in a group of people. Yes. Okay. <laughs> they sit down for a meal. Was, we should do this for every one of the movies to talk about a very, very mundane <laughs> moment in the film. Um, I was going to say that when Tank Girl gets captured by Water and Power, she gets captured a bunch like, of times in this movie. So yeah, yeah, yeah I have to specify. Yeah. The first time it happens, where her boyfriend gets killed, she gets taken to the prison, and Jet Girl's there. Um, Jet Girl is very afraid of her captors and like you know obedient and beaten down which is definitely something that would happen if like the tyrant of the australia captured you right yeah so i was like hmm well something bad happened and then the character felt bad about it and that's about as normal as the movie is. <laughs> like i think that's yeah. the only moment where like emotions make sense in this movie or anything makes or sense characters show emotions Right, there we go. Yeah, because yeah, Jet Girl's just like, uh, okay, please, like, leave me alone. I'll just do my work for you. I'll be your slave or whatever. Okay, so three... Yeah, that's normal. Three very, very rote things that we just mentioned. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, our, our Golden Pounce winner, without debate, is uh, NMMP favorite Reggie Cathay as a kangaroo playing a saxophone. And with that, we're going to move on to uh, the game. <laughs> we, we should really nope. give this moment justice. No. <laughs> No. Do we need to say anything more? I mean, we don't need to say anything more about that, but we should point out that there were plenty of pounces. There are a lot of pounces, but great like, pounces. When Reggie Cathay is in that ghastly makeup and he busts out the saxophone, it, we all knew. Yeah, like, I wanted it to be our new profile. Page. Well, we all, we, yeah, we knew that of all the screen caps, that is the one we want. Well, from I just, Tank I just, Girl. I revel in you having to go back and grab that. I'm actually kind of looking forward to <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Why not watch the movie again? <laughs> well, I mean, I've got to find the exact right moments. So, yeah, yeah of course. Um, so before we get to the games, uh, um, Alex. Yeah. Let's say uh, I'm coming back from a hard day of working for Water and Power in the whatever right. outback this is, uh, and I just watched my friend. It's get Australia. Tur- I just watched my buddy Andrew Wallace get turned into water and drank. 
<laughs> so that was kind of rough. That'll happen. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Jordan. Can I ask you to clarify? Did you get your watch your buddy get turned into water, and then you yourself drank something, or did you see him get drinking by another person? Well, I was forced to drink half of Andrew while my boss drank the other half to make an example. Uh, that's hot. Okay. okay. So uh, I've just drank my friend, uh, or most of him, Terrible. the lower half. Terrible. How did I taste? A little bitter. Okay, yep. yeah. <laughs> uh, but when you get down to it, it's sort of sweet. Yes. Yeah. Um, but mostly bitter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, so so I'm, uh, before I, I regurgitate him in the toilet where he belongs, <laughs> uh, I have about an hour to kill. And I've got access to a computer. So uh, what, okay. which, uh, how about listening to a television, not a television show, I can't focus because Andrew's laughing at me. Uh, I'm going to listen to a radio show. Uh, oh, good idea. Do you have any recommendations? You got an hour to kill. You could go to normalmovies.com and check out normal movies for normal people. Hold on, hold on. Good I have, I Uh-oh. can't repose my hands. So, oh, using, man. using a computer takes a little bit longer, so can you repeat that address for me again? Uh, normalmovies.com. All right. Uh, and let's say I have um, uh, some sort of mobile listening kangaroo <laughs> iPhone, and I want to take it on the go when I'm Is hopping around. Is that the one with the pictures of the men of Water and Power calendars on it? Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That and uh, a lot of dick pics. Yes. So, uh, okay, there it is. So what? What? How would I? Uh, how would I access this uh, normal movies show? I hear some. You go about. to iTunes and then you go check out the podcast and you would check out normal movies for normal people. Good show. Um, great guys. All have dick pics. All right. Friends of kangaroos. Friends of kangaroos. <laughs> Friends yeah. of the roos. I've never met a kangaroo. They didn't. They didn't bounce with. Yeah. Uh, and follow us at Normal Movies for Normal People on Facebook, at Golden Pounce on Twitter. And um, we're going to play my favorite game to decide who goes first uh, in, in the Rotten Tomato game, which is, uh, can you name that character? Oh, God. Uh, oh, no. Can you name the character that Red Cathay plays <laughs> in the film? Whoever uh, is closest. I want to go second because I think I can get the closest. Okay. Um. Oh God. Is it like Steven or something? That's your guess. Uh, Andrew's guess is Steven. Uh, Andrew, uh, uh, Alex, it's your guess. It's like PT or like PB or some kind of name that has like rhyming consonants you're, and e sounds. You're definitely super close. It's DT. I'm tempted to almost give you a re-roll for that. You're really close, but you, alas, you do not admit it because you need to be precise to get that re-roll. Uh, Andrew has a re-roll from winning the trivia. Yes. So he can use that. Um, yes. So, uh, Alex, do you want to go first or second? First. All right, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to give you five quotes from uh, critics, and you got to tell me if they're talking about Tank Girl or Gone Girl. <laughs> Kill me. You ready? Oh, no. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Which movie is a glorious spastic mess? Tank Girl. Tank Girl, Austin Chronicle. Which movie is a classic case of kitchen sink filmmaking in which the principals have thrown everything into the stew, hoping enough will stick to the audience? Tank Girl. Yep, yeah, that's from Variety. Which movie is a nutty film? And for the most part, I mean that in a good way. 
Oh boy, this is this is the trick question one, isn't it? It's Gone Girl. That's right. That's Chicago Sun Times. Uh, which movie uh, did the critics say? If the production is slightly too atmospheric, the performances are bracingly specific. Gone Girl. Gone Girl. That's NPR. Once you realize, what's sorry? Once you release the movie from the demand that it be significant, there are a number of achievements. Oh, is that another trick? Let me think. Be significant number of... Uh, Tank Girl. Gone Girl, Denver Post. Ah, I shouldn't have questioned myself. No reroll for you. Nope. Uh, but you will definitely win. <laughs> or will you? <laughs> Andrew? Uh, I'm going to give you this five quotes. You first. Um, you're going to tell me if you're from... Tan- uh, the critic is talking about Tank Girl or Kangaroo Jack. Oh, fuck off. Nailed yeah. it. All right. Okay. Um... A shrill and silly farce. <laughs> Kangaroo Jack. Yes. That's from yeah. Variety. All right. <laughs> Which movie is, what did a critic say, uh, as disorienting as waking up, waking up in someone else's bad dream? You want to get out as fast as possible, but all the exits seem to be blocked. Tank Girl. That's right. Yeah. That's LA Times. <laughs> He's going to murder this. Enormous energy went into this movie. I could not, however, care about it for much more than a moment at a time. Tank girl. That's Roger Ebert, tank girl. One of those chew the popcorn, munch the candy flicks. The kind that you go into expecting to have a good time, but nothing more. Kangaroo Jack. Tank girl. Wow. That's real views. Finally, what movie, what movie is likable but negligible? Kangaroo Jack. That's correct. I got a tie. Oh, no. oh, man. So. This is why you go second. I changed my mind. <laughs> uh, in order to break the tie, we'll have to do. Uh, <laughs> we'll have to do another round of who's that character. Oh, no. All right. Um, what oh, no. is the name of Ice T's character in the film? Oh. Alex, you're first this time. <sighs> Shit. Um. Oh no! Uh, <laughs> I just want to like I just want to guess like the letter it starts with or something. Yeah, it's, it's at like, my discretion. TikTok, TikTok sir. Yeah. It's like um, I'm gonna say Wally. Wally, oh, that's not right, <laughs> Andrew. But there's the guess. Stan. Not Stan. Wally or Stan. I guess we have to keep. No, I have to give it to Andrew because he has more. The word "stan" is in the name. Oh, okay. If you rearrange the letters, (laughs) his name is obviously T Saint. All right, yeah. All right, congratulations, Andrew. Yep. Good job. A well-earned victory. Oh yeah. Yeah, you really, you really hopped away with that one. Uh, So, Alex, why don't you make a sandwich? Yeah, okay. Um, Sorry, <laughs> scoffing. Um, man, where do I put this one? I have to remember, like, again, I don't want to put it in the middle, because that has kangaroos mutants in it. <sighs> There's a lot of movies I hate on here. <laughs> I'm going to put this... 
right above League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Wow. This guy knows what I'm thinking. I was thinking the same thing. So what's, uh, what's your sandwich? The sandwich here? is surrogates on top, then Tank Girl, then League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. So Tank Girl is number 41 out of 57. <laughs> um, Very generous. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is like a... It's some kind of cutoff point for me is what it's become. Because right under that, you're seeing Man of Steel, Blade Trinity, Push, 300, the sequel. Like, it's that's the mess where it begins, right under League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Now Tank Girl is the cutoff, I think. Yeah, I think, Anyways. Yeah, I think the fact that I, I definitely put Man of Steel above uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh, no. But Wait, you, you did? Wow. I'm actually... Uh, Man of Steel's probably 36, though, so it's not exactly... Uh, <laughs> it's not exactly <laughs> dragging down the house. Uh, I am going to put this right very, very, very similarly to you. So it's right below League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Um, so League of Extraordinary Gentlemen on top, then Tank Girl, then Fantastic Four. So it puts Tank Girl at 39. Okay. Wow, all right. Andrew? I am actually also putting Tank Girl at 39. Jeez. So the top slice of bread Beep-bop, is Spock-bon, because I'd still rather see the Tank Girl, and then wow. Astro Boy is the bottom slice of bread. Andrew hates Astro Boy. Astro Boy fucking sucks. It's like. terrible. I just can't trust uh, animals that drive. That's really it. <laughs> well, then why did you watch Tank Girl? He doesn't have an answer. <laughs> He's like, do you want me to explain this? Explain the, the project the, the, that you do? Yeah, the... Are you... Andrew, what's your favorite kind of role? Is it the re-roll? It is. Because uh, we, we've got Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance, or Dark Man. I'm going to save the re-roll. You're going to... What are we going to do? We're Ghost gonna, Rider, Spirit of Vengeance. Take the Dark Man to custody. Okay, I'm the Dark Man. <laughs> All right. Uh, dark Man. Should be interesting. Uh, recently added to uh, American Netflix, so not even any... Uh, nice. Yeah. No traveling. No traveling. Andrew's going to save his re-roll, uh, and I'm going to say we're out. Thank you very much for listening. Um, signing for, for myself, for Andrew. Thanks for listening. For Alex. See ya. For kangaroos everywhere. Keep hopping.